Hey, I'm Cheryl Sutherland, and I'm a producer for The Decibel. But this week, I'm filling in for Manica. Canada's housing market is finally starting to cool off. But the rental market is red hot. That's both in demand and in cost. On average, the price to rent a one-bedroom apartment across the country is up almost 14% since the start of the year. Some cities are seeing even more than that. When demand is soaring, rental scammers swoop in. You know, there's a lot of competition and um, uh, people are desperate to move. People are vulnerable. And because of that desperation, that's what the scammers take advantage of. The Globe's Patrick Egwu has been looking into this because he was almost a victim of a rental scam himself. He'll tell us how these scams work, why they're on the rise, and the red flags you should be looking out for when looking for an apartment. This is The Decibel. Patrick, thanks so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. Okay, so let's start with the basics here. Yeah. How exactly does a rental scam work? I mean, uh, uh, it works in different ways. Um, so they go up on rental websites and they download the photos, you know, that they see on this rental website and they repost on Craigslist, oh, for example, or so- Facebook Marketplace or Kijiji, for example, and, you know, put up the details, the same details, the same descriptions and everything and, you know, actually to make payments up front and it looks like a great deal and something you haven't seen before and you jump on it. Mm. So basically, the ad goes up on on these rental yeah. uh, listing places, like even Facebook yeah. Marketplace. Craigslist. And, they yeah. ask for money before you've even seen the before place. Before you even view the apartment. And then they take your money, basically. Yeah, that's the goal. I mean, whatever they're doing is just to take your money. Mm. I mean, you're personally invested in this story because you yourself were almost a victim of a rental scam. What happened? <laughs> Quite a funny, funny story. So I was nearly a victim. Um, back in April, I, I needed to move out of my old place. And I came across this property, you know, listed on one of the rental websites. And it looked too good to be true. And What did it look like? Tell me, describe what it looked like to you. So it's a townhouse um, east of Toronto. And um, it's a one-bed apartment. I will have my own private bedroom, you know, private bath. And um, so the kitchen I will be sharing with another tenant in the house. And just like two people, you know, sharing a large space for $879. Um, and this is in Toronto. In Toronto. I mean, like that, that price right there is, is whoa, very you know, low. <laughs> and, you know, when I saw it, I was kind of attracted because all the, you know, properties I've been saying were in the region of 1200 1400 And when I saw that, I was like, wow, this is a good deal. Yeah. You know, I got interested. I saw the phone number of the landlord. I called. And, um, I mean, you know, he started patronizing me, telling me that, that I, I needed to make payments, I needed to make deposits, that lots of people have been calling, and um, he liked the way I talk, and, you know, I sounded like a nice guy, I wouldn't give him problems, and all, all sort of that. And um, did, you, did you feel pressure when he was doing that? Like, did you feel like you should put the money in? Because, I mean, I, I guess when you're looking for an apartment yeah. or looking for a place to live, that can be a stressful time, right? So, so when, he was, when he was kind of flattering you, were you like, oh my goodness, I should maybe give this, this guy some money? Looking for an apartment in Toronto was hectic, was yeah. stressful. I've lived in Joburg, Johannesburg in South Africa. And when I wanted to move, change apartments, I got a new apartment in three days. Okay. But it took me close to a month, you know, to find a place in Toronto. So you when must have I been got sweating. That, yeah, it was very <laughs> stressful. And, you know, I've been looking for like 
for the past two weeks. So when I saw that, I was like, I mean, this is the last bus stop. This is the end for me. I mm-hmm. need to make payments and, and all that. But when he started, you know, flattering me, my instincts, you know, were very sharp. I kind of did my own private investigation, kind of did my own independence research. So I went online to check the apartment and um, I found the real estate company that listed it. I called them and they told me the apartment was sold last year. Hmm. Yeah, was sold last year. So the landlord, he sent me some you know account details for me to make e-transfer. So the name on the account is actually different from the name of the landlord. And I mean, I was like, you know what? I mean, that's the end for me. I'm not going to make payments. How common are these scams? So rental scams, you know, have increased during the pandemic. And for example, the Canadian Antifrost Centre reported that there's been an increase, you know, during the pandemic. And, you know, between 2017 to 2019, victims lost, you know, more than $1.4 million here in Canada. And apart from that, you know, since January this year, um, the Better Business Bureau, I mean, which is a a non-profit also tracking rental scams, reported a 160% increase in consumer losses, you know, to rental scams compared to the same period last year. And what kind of payments do scammers usually ask for? So most of them um, would normally ask for wire transfers or payments in Bitcoin uh, that, you know, are very difficult to trace so that, you know, once you make the payment, it's gone and you can your bank can trace it. Nobody can trace it. And yeah, that's it. Who tends to be victims of rental scams? Anyone can be victim. Hmm. Can be a victim of a rental scam. But people who tend to be, you know, victims are newcomers to Canada, right. um, international students who, you know, are getting ready to, to return to Canada and begin their classes. Um, why, why is it that an international student would be more prone to getting victimized by this type of scam? As an international student, you are new to the environment. You don't know where to go to. You don't, you don't even know how to report to the police. You don't know how the system works. So you end up just taking um, your loss and, you know, going away with it. So, for example, if I had fallen a victim to the scammer who posted those ads. I don't know what what I would have done because, I mean, I was kind of new here, so I don't know how I would have reported it. And yeah. personally, I like being private, sort of. I, I'm not sure if I'm going to post it on Twitter to say, okay, I've been scammed, or maybe go to the police for, for them to help me. Yeah, so, so international students are yeah. at a disadvantage, but also people who just don't know the market, right? Like, as you said, anyone could really be yeah, anyone be, be a victim of this scam. And, and, and you mentioned something there that there's a bit of shame, right? Like you said for yourself that yeah, it, I wouldn't it can have be embarrassing. Yeah. I mean, it could be uh, very embarrassing. So I reached out to a couple of people, and um, I actually found someone who, who was a victim last year, but he said he wasn't comfortable talking about it, you mm-hmm. know. And, um, you know, that um, it's more like apart from being embarrassing, that it's kind of digging up old wounds that he just, you know, oh, wants to take yeah. his loss and go um, away like that. But I, I, I ended up, you know, I found another victim that was um, three years ago um, in 2019. So Ellen, that's her name. So she was a student at that point. She was a student at the University of Waterloo and she needed to find a place in downtown Toronto for her internship during the summer. So she went to Facebook Marketplace and found a lady who made a post about an apartment. She posted everything, you know, photos, videos about the apartment. So she sent her a DM, you know, indicating interest that she wants to rent. And the lady, Morena, she responded and said, yeah, fine, you could make a deposit and um, I could secure the apartment for you. And nobody has taken it. Nobody has made a payment. So Ellen ended up making payments, about $3,000. So she made the payment. 
um, traveled home to see her family. So when she came back, she was at the airport and sent a message to this Morena that she was at the airport and she's ready to come view the apartments. And um, Morena didn't respond to the message. So she ended up blocking her on Instagram and Facebook. And um, so Marina she couldn't reach ended her. up blocking yeah. Ellen Blo- on Yeah, Instagram blocking Ellen, oh. who has made the payments. That would have been kind of stressful, right? If you're like, you're thinking you're going to exactly. see your apartment, I mean, it blocks you. you. You thought you've secured your apartment. You've yeah. made payments. And um, so she decided to go view the apartment. Ellen went to go yeah, to yeah, see yeah, the actual, yeah. the, went to the address. Yeah, exactly. So she went to the address. And when she got there, she met a, um, a security guy who told her that She's not the only one who has been coming around that, you know, lots of people have been coming around. So meaning that, you know, Morena has been scamming people with the same apartment, with the same photos, with the same videos, um, with the same address of the apartment. And I mean, that was it. And that was how they they lost their money, about 10 of them. Yeah. Um, wow, 10, 10 yeah, people in total. Yeah, about yeah. 10 of them. So what they did was that they ended up reporting to the police, you know, filing a report with the police and the police took it up, but couldn't find Morena. She fled the country. And um, she hasn't been found up till now, and the victims haven't recovered their money. I was going to ask you that, so I guess that means the yeah. victims are just left with yeah. nothing. Nothing. Okay, Patrick, let's broaden this out a bit, because right now we're living in a time with high inflation, and mm. we're seeing prices creeping up basically in yeah. every corner of our lives. What's going on in the rental market right now? I can say that the rental market is very hot at mm-hmm. the moment, and um, we are seeing, you know, rising inflation. We are seeing rising interest rates. I mean, all these have caused, you know, a spike in in the rental market, and we are seeing, you know, huge competition. And um, mm-hmm. you know, with little vacancies for for renters, you know, to to jump on, um, the average rent for a two bedroom apartment in Toronto is now over. $3,000, you wow. know. Yeah, so that's more like um, more than 20% increase. From last year? Yeah, from last year. Wow. And for example, when renters, when they see an apartment with, you know, a cheap price, they tend to jump on it. People are looking for good deals right yeah, now, I especially mean, with everything up so high. And people are desperate to, to move out or to find a place. And because of that desperation, that's what the scammers take advantage of. Can you help me connect this? Because you said that, you know, the market and the rental market is red hot right now. Mm. And, and it has to do with, with these factors that we're seeing all over, like that the central bank is raising mm. interest rates, inflation. Exactly. Yeah. Why? Why is it that these factors are, are, are figuring into um, people jumping into the rental market more? I mean, when the interest rates are high yes. and when people can't afford to, to buy a home, they end up, you know, finding a place to rent. I mean, just to leave because of the rising interest rate. Right. Um, since I can't afford to buy a home or to pay a down payment because of the rising interest rates, I can just find a place to stay for, for the time being while I raise money to, to find my own place. Right. So the idea is that some people that were thinking about buying a house, maybe now because of interest rates yeah, are so high, the they're priced out of getting yeah, into the exactly, market in the first place yeah, yeah. and are going to the rental yeah, market. I mean, that's the simple explanation. Hmm. Okay, so we know the market right now is ripe for scammers. Uh, now it's August, mm. so lots of students are probably thinking about moving ahead of school. And then on top of that, like we talked about, yeah. the rental market is tight because the central bank's interest rate hikes is pricing people out of the housing market. Yeah. So what are the red flags people should be looking out for? So the first for me is when when a landlord asks you to make deposits upfront. You know, I mean, So that's, that's the number one for me. I mean, never make payments without viewing the place without seeing the landlord they are dealing with and not just picking over the phone or chatting on, on 
you know, on Facebook or Instagram, you need to go there, view the place, find the list. What if you can't go there yourself? Is there something else you could do? Find a pl- find someone who can who can go on your right. behalf. I think that's that's the best thing to do instead of making payments, blind payments, like I would say, without actually knowing what you're paying for. Another one again is when the property you want to rent feels, you know, too good to be true. I mean, a one bed apartment, for example, is being offered for like a thousand bucks. You know, that's in Toronto, for example. That's just a red flag. I mean, I don't I don't think you can find it anywhere here in Toronto. Another one again is when the photo of the apartment looks too generic. So that's why it is important for you as a renter to do your own independent search, you know. Take the photo online, you know, upload it and see what you can find. If you find it in another place or maybe in another country, that's a red flag. And if the landlord is making excuses to show you the apartment, you know, that he's out of town, for example, or that he lost a relative and he's gone for the funeral, that's a red flag. Never make payments until you are there to view the apartment. Okay, those are some really good tips, Patrick, uh, and people to be watching out for. I want to bring it back to you because we started talking Uh, about your story, about you almost Mm. getting scammed. But what happened in the end? Did you end up actually finding an apartment? Yeah, of course I did. And um, I think a week after... I'm glad you have a place to live. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I did. I mean, it would have been been worse. And um, so a week after the whole ordeal with the so-called landlord, I found a place and, and I'm currently living there. Great news for you. Yeah. And great news for the globe because you yeah. now can stay here and work. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Patrick, thanks so much for being our guest today. Thank you very much for having me. That's it for today. I'm Cheryl Sutherland. Minika Remen Wilms is our host. Our summer producer is Zara Kazemi. Our producers are Madeline White, me, Cheryl Sutherland, and Rachel Levy McLaughlin. David Crosby edits the show. Kasia Mihailovich is our senior producer. And Angela Pachenza is our executive editor. Thanks so much for listening.